What is going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 43rd episode of the season. Today, I'm here to bring you week 13, fresh and rotten, start, sit, whatever you want to call it. I got 40 names for you guys, 20 starts, 20 sits, five from each position, and let's get right into it. You guys excited? This is week 13. We got about two weeks of the fantasy playoffs. Some of you start fantasy playoffs next week. Uh, there's a couple of people out there that are starting this week, but um, the majority start week 14, and I think the most start week 15. So I hope that most of you guys' teams that are listening to this are making the playoffs or at least starting to make your runs. But um, these are very crucial two weeks. I know in a number of my leagues that it's going to come down to this week and next week or even just this week to make the playoffs. There's some do or go homes. There's some win and clinch the playoffs. There's a lot of a lot of implications coming up. So, you know, get your confidence hats on and uh, let's get right into it. So today, I mean, like I said, this is one of the most important episodes um, for start sit all season, just because, I mean, the, the magnitude of everything, especially because like these calls, start sit calls are going to be so crucial um, for the rest of the season. And I'm here to bring you the best calls I can possibly bring. So let's get right into it. So my number one start my freshest player at the QB position this week is Taysom Hill. Um, he's playing the Atlanta Falcons, who have now given up the second most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Um, just two weeks ago, in Taysom Hill's first start of his career at quarterback, he put up 24 fantasy points. Um, that was definitely on the back of two rushing touchdowns, but he's had two rushing touchdowns at least in the past two games, 10 carries in each of those games. And I don't see why that's not going to continue. Um, their offense has been super effective with Taysom Hill. I mean, they won 24 to 9 and 31 to 3. So obviously what they're doing right now is working. Um, granted, they were playing against a practice squad wide receiver one of those games and Matt Ryan without Julio Jones the other. But nonetheless, this Saints defense has been absolutely shut down. I think there's going to be a lot of rushing opportunities for Taysom Hill. And like I said, we talk about the Falcons every week on this podcast and how many points they give up to quarterbacks. And um, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. And I think Taysom Hill is a lock, a rock solid play for this week. My number two start of the week is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been on an absolute tear lately. His last four games, 20.8, 18.6, 23 fantasy points, and 26 fantasy points. So at least 23 each of his last two games. He's playing one of his best matchups all season, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have given up the third most points to quarterbacks all season. Um, Kirk Cousins also historically plays better at home. In his last three home games, he's had 20, 23, and 26. Um, I don't see why that stops now. He's also getting Adam Thielen back, which is really big for him this week. There's not much more I need to say. Kirk Cousins is an awesome play this week. Another guy who's an awesome play that's been on the rotten list a lot lately, but it's t- finally time for a good one, is Ryan Tannehill. Um, Ryan Tannehill is playing the Cleveland Browns. Also, if you have if you can pick up Ryan Tannehill in any league, pick him up. He's got three straight green matchups coming up. This week he's playing against the Cleveland Browns who have given up the 10th most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Um, and I think that's going to really continue this week. Um, Ryan Tannehill has played two green matchups this season and he scored 26.7 and 30 fantasy points. I think he is in for a huge game this week in his next green game. Number four start of the week is actually Mitchell Trubisky. I know that's that's crazy that I dared say his name, and I think he's going to do well. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to do well. Um, in his first start since week three last week, he had 20.78 fantasy points, and he plays the Detroit Lions, who have given up the seventh most points to quarterbacks so far this season. Um, that's one of the best matchups he can possibly get. 
Um, they're down a lot of their top corners. I think this is going to be a big game for Allen Robinson and their whole pass core, as well as David Montgomery. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We'll get into that later. Um, I think Mitchell Trubisky is a great start this week. My number five start of the week, um, seems likely that he's going to start, is Ryan Fitzpatrick playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has just been on an absolute tear um, in games that he started this week. Um, in games that he started, he has had at least 20 fantasy points in every single game but one um, that he started this season. And he has a green – so he has a middle-of-the-pack middle, middle of the pack matchup against Cincinnati, but I think Cincinnati's giving up more points than people realize to the quarterback position now that Joe Burrow is out and Brandon Allen starting, um, just because the fact that the Bengals' offense is not going to do the defense any favors. They're just going to give the the opposing offense good field position. They're going to give the ball up a lot, which means a lot of points for Ryan Fitzpatrick this week as long as he starts. Um, there's a chance that Tua starts, and I really would not start Tua because he has not looked so great. But again, if Fitz, Fitzpatrick is starting this week, I'm absolutely playing him. On to the five rotten players of the week. My most rotten player of the week is going to be a surprise to some, but is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is coming off of his worst performance of the season, passing for only 170 passing yards. Um, Kyler hasn't passed for a 300-yard game since week seven. Um, ever since he got hurt against the Seahawks two weeks ago, um, he's definitely worried me a lot. He's fallen under his projection two weeks in a row, and now he's playing the team that's given up the single least points to quarterbacks all season and the Rams. Um, his shoulder just doesn't look right, and I don't want to play him until I start to see a little bit of improvement from him. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't start Kyler Murray. He's still a top three quarterback um, this season. But I don't think that he is a top 10 play this week for me. Um, I definitely approach him with a lot of caution if you have another good guy to start. But at the end of the day, the one thing I will say just quickly is if this is there's got playoff implications, I'm a firm believer in play your best players. I'd rather die by Kyler Murray than try to play someone like Kirk Cousins and hope that Kirk Cousins saves my season. I'd rather put it in the hands of my best player, even if they don't have a good matchup. My number two um, quarterback sit of the week is Matthew Stafford. Um, he's playing the Bears, who are top five um, in points given up to quarterbacks. So they have not given up many points to quarterbacks so far all season. Um, Matthew Stafford's had some not-so-great games lately, and a lot of that comes with Kenny Galladay coming – sorry, Kenny Galladay not playing. And Kenny Galladay's not playing this week. It seems like DeAndre Swift, who's probably their best pass-catching running back, um, is either going to have a very limited role or won't play – and on top of that, they're playing a top five defense against quarterbacks. Um, just a recipe for disaster for Matthew Stafford this week, especially when he's got a thumb injury of his own that's going to limit him himself. So I would try to stay away from Matthew Stafford this week. My number three set of the week is Carson Wentz. Um, he's playing against Green Bay, who is a top six defense against quarterbacks. Um, Carson Wentz is coming off back-to-back -back green matchups, and he only put up 16 and 19 points in those. Um, he's getting Zach Ertz back, but it doesn't seem like Zach Ertz is going to play a lot in this game. And Carson Wentz has not had a 20-point game since week seven. He's had 10, 8 in the last two red matchups that he's had, and now he's playing another red matchup against the Green Bay Packers. Um, just a recipe for disaster for Carson Wentz. He's just not looked good, and everyone listening to this knows it. My number four sit of the week is actually Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he's playing the Washington football team, who's a red matchup. They're giving up the 10th least points to quarterbacks so far this season. Um, ben Roethlisberger has had a couple couple bad games in a row. He's had 17 and 13 in his last two games, and that was in a green and a gray matchup. And now that he's going from there to red, um, I don't think this Washington football team is going to score a lot of points against them anyway, which limits Ben Roethlisberger's ceiling because it's probably not going to be a good game script for him. I think they're going to get out ahead early, and 
I just don't think it's going to be a very good game for him in that tough of a matchup. Um, my number five set of the week is Deshaun Watson. He's playing the Colts, who have given up the third least points to quarterbacks all season. Beyond that, he doesn't have Will Fuller, who's his field stretcher. I'm still confident in Brandon Cooks, but I just don't think that it's going to be a good game for Watson, especially when he's already without DeAndre Hopkins and he's produced well. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously on a different team. But without Will Fuller, I think that's a critical element that's by Watson's averages. I don't have them in front of me. have always been a lot worse without Fuller. And again, they're playing a top three Top three defense against quarterbacks so far this season. Um, and I would just try to lean towards not playing Watson this week if you have a better matchup. On to my week 13 running back starts. My number one start of the week. This is the last time I'm going to put my faith in him, but it's Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders is still a top 15 pick, consensus top 15 pick in all drafts. By the end of the season, he was being drafted at really the top 10 in most drafts. And now he's playing the Green Bay Packers, who have given the third most points to running back so far this season. Um, for reference, David Montgomery just absolutely tore them up. And if David Montgomery can do it, I think Miles Sanders can do it. Uh, Miles Sanders has not scored a touchdown since week five, which is definitely concerning. But this is the best matchup he's had all season. This is the first green matchup that he's played in all season. Um, I expect a big game from Miles Sanders. And if he doesn't produce here, I don't think he's going to produce anywhere. My number two start of the week coming off of his best game of the season is David Montgomery himself. Um, he's playing the Detroit Lions, who have given him the first most points to running backs so far this season. David Montgomery is coming off of the heels of a 22.8 half PPR point game where he rushed for 100 yards for the first time all season. I would not be surprised if he keeps that up. Um, David Montgomery, I think, is still a good play no matter what because he's had at least five targets in all but one game all the way since week three when Tariq Cohen got hurt. Um, I think he's an awesome play this week. Um, David Montgomery has three top five matchups in the last four weeks, so I think David Montgomery is a locked-in start play and playing the team that's given up the most points to fantasy running backs so far this season. I think he's going to produce once again. My number three start of the week is Devontae Booker. Um, Devontae Booker is playing in wake of Josh Jacobs sitting this week um, against the New York Jets. The New York Jets have given up um, the 11th most points to running backs so far this season. He's a backup. I expect the Raiders to get out early, which means a positive game script for Booker. Um, I think he's a really good play in place of Josh Jacobs this week. My number four at the start of the week is Benny Snell. Benny Snell does not have the best matchup this week um, against the Redskins, who are top five against the run, but he was also playing Baltimore Ravens, who was right there with them um, against the run. And Benny Snell had 19 touches for 93 total yards. He had four targets in the past game. And I think as long as James Conner is out, Benny Snell is going to be a locked-in starting running back. Um, as you guys know, if anyone who's been watching football for a few years knows that no matter who's starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that running back is a position that's always going to score a lot of points. So I would definitely lean towards starting Benny Snell this week as long as James Conner is not playing, which I don't think he will. My number five start of the week is a surprising one, um, but it's actually Frank Gore. Um, Frank Gore's had two double-digit half PPR fantasy games in a row. He has his best matchup all season against the Raiders. He's averaging 19 touches over his last two games with a Michael P. Ryan out. Um, I don't think Frank Gore is going to drop 20 points. But again, he's a guy averaging 19 touches. He's playing a team that's given up the fourth most points to running backs. Forget about who I'm saying. If I just said player A is averaging 19 touches, he's playing his best matchup all season, and um, he's going to keep getting the workload. Adam Gase said yesterday that he really likes Frank Gore's workload which is just absolutely nuts to me, but it doesn't matter. I think he's going to put up fantasy production. I don't think he's going to have a ceiling game, but I think he's a rock-solid flex play this week. On to my running back sits. Surprise, surprise, my number one sit is whoever's playing the Saints, and that is Todd Gurley. 
I have the official number. The Saints have not given up a 100-yard rusher in 53 games now. That's one season in five games. And if you think Todd Gurley is going to get it done against the team that's given up the least points to running backs so far this season, I think you would be mistaken. Um, Todd Gurley has just not been very good this season to begin with. And playing the toughest team that he's going to play all season is not going to bode well for him. Um, he played the Saints once earlier this season. He only had 3.4 fantasy points. And I think once again, he's going to struggle in this game. Todd Gurley doesn't have the burst he, he used to have. And the Saints run defense is just absolutely unstoppable, especially after they added Quan Alexander. Um, Todd Gurley is just a bad play this week for me. Another guy that's a bad play for this week that you kind of have to start, but I just don't think he's going to be good is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has just not been very good. Ezekiel Elliott has had one 10-point half PPR game since Dak Prescott got hurt in week five. Week five, guys. He has had he has only had one game over eight half PPR points since week five. That's terrible. I mean, he's playing the Baltimore Ravens, and I think the Cowboys are going to go down early. And Zeke's just not going to produce much. Baltimore's top 10 against the run so far this season. And I just think this is a trap game for Zeke. I know it's still Zeke and you have to start him, but Zeke is just not what we need him to be. And I think Dak really, really affects him not being in the lineup really does affect Zeke. My number three set of the week is actually Wayne Gallman. Um, I hate to say it because Wayne Gallman has been one of the best running backs in fantasy over the last five games that he's played. He's had at least 12.7 half PPR points in every one of those games he's played. Um, but he's playing the Seahawks this week, who are a really tough run defense. And especially the biggest thing is without Daniel Jones, um, he's probably going to be playing with Colt McCoy. And they're just going to have nowhere to pass or nowhere to run against the Seahawks defense, who have been much better since they added Carlos Dunlap. That's put their sack numbers up a ton. And I just don't think this is going to be a good game for Wayne Gallman at all. Um, when you're on your third string quarterback, that was absolutely terrible in the second half last week when he played. I just don't expect a lot of production from Wayne Gallman, and there's just not a lot of upside there, unfortunately. My number four set of the week is David Johnson. It looks like David Johnson's going to come back this week from a concussion, um, and it looks like he's going to play. Um, I definitely do not want to start David Johnson this week. Um, Indiana, uh, the Colts have been a top 10 run defense this week. Um, David Johnson has not played since week nine, and I just don't really like this offense, especially without Will Fuller. Um, the Colts have a really tough defense, and I think that they're going to still be really tough. And I just don't – I know Derrick Henry absolutely tore them up, but that was a lot because DeForest Buckner, guy they paid $22 million a year to shore up their middle of that defensive line was out. Um, he's back this week, and David – I'm sorry, David Johnson has just not played in a few weeks. He's playing a really tough run defense, especially with Darius Leonard roaming the second – not the secondary, but the, the linebacker core. And I just don't think it is going to be a good game for David Johnson this week. Number five set of the week is Gio Bernard. Um, Gio Bernard, again, like I said, was similar to Wayne Gallman. They're playing with their backup quarterback and Brandon Allen, who was just absolutely brutal last week. Um, and Gio Bernard's last three games starting, he's put up 6.7, 7.5, and 5.9 fantasy points. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, so they're playing the Dolphins this week, who are a middle-of-the-road matchup. When you're playing with your third-string quarterback, there's just not a lot of upside for points touches or anything like that i just think it's going to be a bad game for geo bernard this week let's get on to our top five wide receiver starts of the week um, my freshest player of the week is cooper cup cooper cup's playing the arizona cardinals who have given him the 12th most points to wide receivers so far this season um tyler lockett absolutely dominated the slot against the cardinals and the slot has been absolutely dominated period and i think this is a huge game for cooper cup 
The Rams have averaged over 31 points against the Cardinals in their last seven games, and I think that continues this week. I think Cooper Cup may be the wide receiver one overall this week. Um, my number two play of the week is Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis has just been awesome lately. He's playing the Browns, so giving up the 11th most points to wide receivers. Um, Davis has played in three straight top seven matchups, and he's put up 67, 113, and 70 receiving yards. This is his best matchup in a while, and I think he's going to have a huge game against this super depleted Cleveland secondary. Number three start of the week is Devontae Parker. Um, Devontae Parker is playing the Bengals this week. We've given up the 13 most points to wide receivers so far this season. Um, Devontae Parker's put up at least 15 half PPR points in each of their last two games. And I think that's going to continue this week, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays. If Tua plays, I'd be a little more worried, but I think I think Devontae Parker's going to have a huge game this week. My number four start of the week is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is playing against the Colts, who are top seven um, against wide receivers so far this season. But I think that um, it's going to be a very, very big game for Brandon Cooks this week. Um, there's been a lot of hot DFS millionaire people that have been saying that Brandon Cooks can have a big game this week, so I'm trusting them. Um, Brandon Cooks has had at least 83 receiving yards in three out of his last four games. Will Fuller leaves with a 21% target share, which means a lot more sh- targets for Brandon Cooks. I mean, I think Brandon Cooks is a borderline wide receiver one for the rest of the season, especially without Will Fuller. My number five start of the week even without Daniel Jones, is Sterling Shepard. Um, they're playing the Seahawks, who have given them the, the most points to wide receivers so far this season. Um, Sterling Shepard has caught at least six passes each of his last five games that he's played in. He's had at least eight targets in four out of the last five games that he's played in. And again, now he's playing his best matchup of the entire season. Um, I think this is going to be a big game for Sterling Shepard, whether it's Colt McCoy, Daniel Jones, doesn't matter. I think it's a big game for Sterling Shepard this week. Um, my number one sit of the week this week, unfortunately, is T. Higgins. Um, this goes back to, I mean, this includes Tyler Boyd as well, but I think Tyler Boyd may have a big game. But T. Higgins is going to be guarded on the outside by Xavier Howard, um, who is one of the best shutdown corners in the league this year. On top of that, T. Higgins is playing with his backup, who was absolutely terrible this week. Um, Higgins was not good last week, but he made up for it with a late touchdown. And unless he gets a touchdown, I think he is an absolute bust this week. My number two sit of the week is Marvin Jones. Um, Marvin Jones is playing the Chicago Bears, who are 30th in points given up to wide receivers, which means they're top three against wide receivers. Uh, Marvin Jones has had 51 and 48 receiving yards the last two weeks, which is just not that great. And without Kenny Galladay, now playing in one of his toughest matchups of the season, I just don't think it's going to be a good game for him. I think they're going to really lock him down, especially with DeAndre Swift out. Um, Marvin Jones or TJ Hawkinson are their top options on offense. And I think the bears are really going to shut them down because they play really well against wide receivers. So I think that whole wide receiving core is just going to have a really tough week and Marvin Jones will lead the way with that. My number three set of the week, unfortunately, it's a surprise, but I just don't think it's going to be a good game for him, but it's Stefan Diggs. Um, Stefan Diggs this season has played in three red matchups. And he has not scored more than 13 half PPR points in any of those red matchups. And this week he's playing the San Francisco 49ers. Richard Sherman's back. And I think Richard Sherman's going to have a really good game against Stefan Diggs. Um, Diggs has not played as well with John Brown out this season. And John Brown is out, um, which means that I think it's going to be a tougher time for Stefan Diggs this week. And like I said, he has not played well in these red matchups. So let's let him prove it. Um, Stefan Diggs is still a top 10 receiver. And I think he's an absolute must start. But I think he's a rotten play this week. I just think he's going to bust this week, and I just want you guys to say buyer beware. So if you have someone a little lower, 
Um, like someone like a Justin Jefferson or someone like that that's a little lower in the rankings, I would start them over someone like Stefan Diggs this week if you have the option. And number four sit of the week is Amari Cooper. Um, he's playing the Ravens, who are top four against wide receivers so far this season. Um, really, since Dak Prescott got hurt, unless he's playing the Redskins, Amari Cooper has just not been very good. Um, again, like Baltimore is a top four matchup against wide receivers, and they have Marlon Humphrey on the outside, who's going to probably shadow Amari Cooper for most of the game, as CeeDee Lamb's been their slot guy. I just don't think it's going to be a very good game for Amari Cooper this week. Um, this is my my last one. Number five is my hottest take of the week. Um, that's a sit. That is DeAndre Hopkins. I know, I know, I know, I know. You should never sit DeAndre Hopkins, but this week I am saying sit DeAndre Hopkins. Trust me. I'm going to tell you about I, – I should have I referenced this earlier and just said this. Player A over his last four games has had 4.5, and 22.2, and 8 half PPR points as a wide, the wide receiver position. Three out of his last four games is bad, and this week he is playing the Los Angeles Rams, who have given up the least points to wide receivers this season. He's also an outside receiver who's going to be guarded by Jalen Ramsey. Does that sound like someone you want to start? Oh, oh, and sh- should I mention that his quarterback has a shoulder injury um, that's also affecting him and has affected his production the last few games? No, no. That player is DeAndre Hopkins. There's just so much going against him, and I think he is an actual sit this week. Um, he's been absolutely terrible since their bye. He had a lot of green matchups early in the season that he was feasting off of. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is still a top five receiver in the NFL, but I just think this is actually a trap game. I do not think he's going to have a good game at all this week. Lastly, our tight end starts of the week. Um, my number one start of the week is actually Kyle Rudolph. Um, Irv Smith is out again, and last week without Irv Smith, uh, Kyle Rudolph had a season-high 10.3 half PPR points. Um, he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have given up the seventh most points to tight ends so far this season. And I just think that's going to be another big game for Kyle Rudolph. He tends to play better without Irv Smith, and I think that continues this week. And number two tight end start of the week is Anthony Ferkser. Anthony Ferkser is the backup tight end for Johnny Smith, for those of you who don't know. And the one game that Johnny Smith earlier missed, one of the games that Smith missed earlier in the season, Ferkser put up 21.3 half PPR points without him. Um, in that game, Ferkser had nine eight catches on nine targets for 113 yards and a touchdown and this week they're playing the cleveland browns so have given the third most point second most points to tight end so far this season um, i think this is going to be a big game for ferkser in that backup tight end position my number three start of the week for tight ends is dallas goddard um, dallas goddard's got a tough matchup this week against the packers but he's put up 16.2 and 17 half ppr points over his last two games, he's been much better being off after being off of IR. I think it's going to be a really, really, really good game for him this week. So I would absolutely be starting Dallas Goddard as a top five tight end for the rest of the season. My number four start of the week is Robert Tanyan. Uh, Tanyan, sorry, should I say. Um, Tanyan's caught a touchdown in each of his last two games. And this week he is playing the Eagles, who have given up the 11th most points to tight end so far this season. Um, I don't know how, but Robert Tanyan's actually the number four tight end this season on half PPR. Um, the last two weeks had at least five targets, um, which is solid, especially with this terrible tight end position. And I think he's going to have another good game against a very good tight end defense this week. When the last start of the week, again, this is predicated on the fact that Fitzpatrick starts. It's Mike Gusecki. Um, Mike Gusecki's playing against the Bengals, who have given up the fourth most points to tight ends. Um, once Fitzpatrick finally came back last week, he started targeting Gusecki more than Tua was. He gave Tua five targets. I mean, he gave Gusecki five targets, but Gusecki caught a touchdown. 
Um, this week he's playing his best match of the entire season in the Bengals, who have given him the fourth most points to tight end so far this season. I think it's going to be a big game for him. On to our rotten tight ends. The most rotten tight end of the week is Logan Thomas. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have given up the single least points to tight end so far this season. And I don't think that this offense is very good in general, um, and I don't think that benefits Logan Thomas playing the toughest tight end defense in the entire league. Um, it's just not a good week for Logan Thomas, who has not had more. He's only had more than six targets once um, since week four. One game, more than five targets since week four. Um, that's not very good. Playing the toughest tight end defense of the league. Not much more I need to say after that. My number two start of the week, sorry, sit of the week, is Jared Cook. Um, Jared Cook is playing the Falcons, who have given up the most points to tight end so far this season, but he's still a sit. You know why? Because Jared Cook has not had more than two, two half PPR points since week eight. We Since week eight, basically after Drew Brees got hurt, he has had one game with even two half PPR points. Every single game has been two or less points. It's just not something you want to trust no matter who they're playing. And when he played Atlanta two weeks ago, he had one catch on one target for six yards. Um, they're just not passing enough with Taysom Hill. And when Taysom Hill is passing, he's looking for Michael Thomas. Um, Jared Cook's just a sit no matter what now, especially without Drew Brees. My number three sit of the week is Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant has not had a fantasy game with eight and a half or more PPR points since week two. Um, that's just terrible. I know Drew Locke's going to be back this week, and that gives some people some optimism. But like I said, he hasn't done anything since week two. I don't expect him to do anything now. Um, Noah Fant is just a sit in all formats until he starts proving us otherwise. Another guy, um, the tight end, the rotten tight end himself. Um, I'd bring him up too much, but it's Tyler Higby. I don't know why he's still owned in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. Um, he's just been absolutely terrible. We see it every single week. He has not had more than seven and a half half PPR points since week two. He had one good game all season, and now he's playing the Arizona Cardinals, who are top six against tight ends this season. Tyler Higby's a set. I don't need to see any, say anything else more. My last set of the week is Hayden Hurst. Um, earlier in the season, I mean, he's playing the, uh, the Saints this week. Earlier in the season, the Saints were like number one or number two in points given up to tight ends, but now they're 18th in points given up to tight ends, which is just not very good at all um that means they've gotten a lot better against tight ends um hayden hurst had his only zero of the season two weeks ago against the saints and it's not like he didn't play in that game where he got hurt he had two targets and he just didn't play um julio and calvin ridley are both going to be playing in this game which means less targets for hurst um, he's had better games without julio because he's been more opportunity for targets but this saints tight end defense has just been much better than people think and i think a big thing of that that people don't realize enough is the addition of Kawan Alexander. Um, I think that really helped that tight end defense as he's a very, very, very good cover linebacker. And I just think Hayden Hurst is not a very good play this week. He's still worth a start because the tight end landscape is so bad, but I think there's some good streamers out this week. So I would try to avoid playing Hayden Hurst if you can. But that is it. That is our 40 names, 20 starts, 20 sits, five at each position. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, again, like I always say, thank you guys for being along with this journey. I hope that you guys are enjoying the content. It's going to keep getting better, especially with this fancy new microphone here to make the sound quality better for you guys. Um, thank you for listening. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.